1: Hi, my name is Rich Schmidt. I'm here with Lada Garside. We're at Tuolity Hospital in Hillsborough. It's June 15th, 2018. And Leda, we're going to start by asking you what made you decide to become a nurse.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, I have um, I've always been involved with in the uh, in the helping people, I suppose since I was in uh, elementary school and high school, always involved with the with the safety safety committee in the high school, Red Cross. Okay. And what have you? So I think there's just been an affinity towards towards healthcare from early age, and also from personal experience with family members and family members in the industry in my native country of Costa Rica. So, um, so I think I've been gravitating to to that from since I was a child
1: and when you decided to become a nurse, what uh, what path did you follow? Was education all here?
0: It was education here. I had a, my, I married quite young and then my husband was transferred to to Anchorage, Alaska and that's where I went to nursing school. I wanted to be um, in, in the media, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a, a dental hygienist at one time and then a friend of my husband who worked at the uh, Anchorage Community College um, Talk to him about you know maybe uh, she should look into nursing and I took that lead and she was correct so I applied <laughs> to nursing school started at the at, at the in Anchorage Community College and from then I transferred to the University of Alaska mm-hmm. and got my baccalaureate degree at, at the University of Alaska.
1: Yep. And then after that, what was what was the first job in nursing?
0: My first job in nursing was at Providence uh, Hospital in, in in Anchorage. Okay. Um, that was I did my preceptorship my. Um, clinical last senior year in one of the departments in the neurosurgical unit at Providence in, in Anchorage and I got hired I was offered a job right away which was wonderful <laughs> uh, and, um, and that um, nurse manager and that nursing director that hired me I'm very grateful to them because they taught me a lot and I'm still in contact uh, with with my director uh, which is which is amazing after all these 30 plus years of nursing practice so it's It's just good to see that.
1: So how did you end up in Oregon, and and more specifically, how did you end up as part of Salud?
0: Well, Oregon, uh, again, due to uh, my husband's work, he got transferred back here to Oregon. We were in Hawaii at the time, got transferred here to Oregon. And um, I found, um, I I did some work here as a registered nurse, uh, did some agency nursing, trying to find out, you know, what was um, available. The second time we moved to Oregon, that is, um, and um, I had small kids. I didn't want, to, you know, I, I didn't want to work full time, so I started looking for different uh, for agency work, and that took me to many, to many different hospitals. Um, and then I knew that there was a great need for the Latino community, but I couldn't quite pinpoint it where that was. And I was, I was uh, committed that I wanted to work with with the community and offer my my language, my culture. Um, to the community, and I found a very small little ad in the Oregonian that they were looking for a bilingual registered nurse at Quality Healthcare in Hillsboro. So I apply. They wanted somebody who was bilingual Spanish, uh-huh. part-time job. I came and asked. You know, I don't know anything about occupational health, but I can learn it. I'm bilingual, I'm cultural, and like to learn. And they say. Coming on, <laughs> and I got, I got hired here for Atuality. And, um, and that was in 1992 that I started working here at this facility. I started in the occupational health, occupational health nursing, and uh, really got me exposure to work with, with the community. Start learning more about this area of the state, Washington County, uh, the Latino community who was here, um, and it was quite uh, it was quite amazing just to just to see that um, that one community that was very different from what I knew about the Latino community. Getting to know that about the agriculture, about the uh, the, the needs of the community, the uh, challenges that they were facing, and um, and just learning about you know the whole thing about occupational health and and what occupational health also uh, brought to me or taught me was that we had accounts, we had, a, 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 the Occupational Health Department had different accounts with different businesses in this area. So I got to see different, as, different levels of, of the Latino community, the workforce, the, the workforce uh, within the Latino community and some agriculture, manufacturing, you know, other fabrics, some high tech and what have you, so it was fascinating. And so I, I decided this is, this is a good place for me and I worked for Occupational Health for, for a while. Then um, I continued my career here at Duality, working internally as the employee health nurse. And eventually I got recruited by my boss, who was very involved with the Salute program from the inception, and also by Maria McCandless at the foundation. And, um, and as they say, the rest is history. <laughs>
1: When you were hired uh, for your first job at the occupational health, had they had uh, were you the first person to ha- that they were looking for as a bilingual is that was it a new concept
0: actually it was, I think it was fairly new The nurse that, uh, that was in that role she she was moving she was moving out of state, and so they needed to replace her and um so i came as a and, and getting somebody's sh- feel somebody's shoes let's put it away mm-hmm. and um it was fascinating because my first 10 years of uh, 12 years of nursing practice was uh direct patient care in in the units mm-hmm. doing neurosurgical um neurology uh, general surgery and and what have you so it was just fascinating to move to that area of of, um, of outreach and, and and prevention, and uh, and I had some inter- I had some experience with that because working in the the two hospitals that I work. Um, the one in Anchorage, Alaska, and the one and and Queens Hospital in in Hawaii, the units that I work, we used to get the patients direct from the neurosurgery from the surgery after a, a, a neurology surgery to rehab all the way. So we had them from the very when they were very ill, rehab them until they went home or to an extended care facility. So that that really exposed me to the needs of of um, of the out of the discharge, discharge needs of the patient, and what's going to happen, you know, once they leave the um, an acute care facility, you know, who, how is the family's going to? Help this patient with the rehabilitation. Where are they going to go? So that really kind of put a different spin into into the nursing practice, and and the need to go out and you know do do a lot of prevention because I work with a lot of young kids that had spinal cord injuries or brain injuries due to uh, car accidents, motorcycle accidents, um, and so it just it just kind of. Um, start getting that curiosity about what can we do for prevention and so and and it was great to come back to have the opportunity actually to have the opportunity to come into occupational health because that's what occupation is all about you do health and safety at the workplace and hopefully that's going to trickle down still down to 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 the home environment and and family and, and personal care
1: yeah what was the initial reaction from the community, from the especially Latino community, when you were hired and started going out and doing kind of workplace prevention and injury prevention?
0: Well, for us, for example, my first intervention here, working as a occupational health nurse here at Quality, um, was to go to businesses in the area, like like a uh, uh, packing, um, like food packing industry or uh, manufacturing industry. So, you know, just to have someone who uh, you know, be able to speak with the patient in their own language. Uh, talk about health and safety. You know, back safety. Uh, talk about you know their blood pressure in their own language about nutrition and what have you. I mean, it was of great value because I mean people look forward to the to the next visit or they made appointments. So when I arrived today, for example, if I was of one of the. Um, uh, like Wufo Marco, for example, uh, I used to go there once once a week, and so I already had appointments already lined up for for the you know patients wanting to see me. So you know that was, and it was great to also see the people in the community or just to have the continuation of care. If they had a work injury, then I was able to refer them. Okay, let's go come back to our occupational health nurse I'm at occupational health clinic you know physical therapy occupational therapy you know just to provide that that guidance to to that patient so and having that in their own language and culture was of great value and I know that um, you know I mean the uh, administration of, of these uh, businesses you know they value that obviously they wanted to continue with our accounts and uh, I wanted to continue with our with our services yep.
1: So, when you first became aware of Salud and first became involved, what were your initial impressions of the program? Well,
0: I, you know, I got involved in Salud in the indirect, indirect way from, you know, from early on, and, um, and one of the things that when the Salud program was initiated, uh, the the person that was hired initially. Um he was um, he was housed at one of the community health centers that we have as a partner. So one of the jobs that this person was doing was doing medic first aid classes and we were as occupational health nurses, we were certified to do those classes. so we used to you know go and, and, and help w- with, with those classes and so. Again that's that's another piece that when you offer you know a medic first aid class or you offer a nutrition class and you see you know the, the needs of the community you get to know the, the community is, um, is um, it's just you realize the great the gaps and the needs and the, and, and how you need to really um, provide more of those services that are linguistically appropriate and culturally appropriate uh, to, for wellness and prevention, so. And, and again, getting to, and, and being exposed to that, um, getting to know the community, that they were, a lot, there is a lot of, of Latinos in this area. And also that there is a lot of uh, of Latinos that work in the in the agricultural industry that are migrant and seasonal uh, farm workers, which is something that I I really I did not know that I I had not I did not have that knowledge or that or that. Um, Awareness, I guess that's what it is. I, I just didn't have that awareness that that was a great need uh, for the Latino community. And then as I started getting more involved and doing more research um, and reading more about and then I said, like, wow, I mean, who is, who is running the agriculture, um, who provides the, the workforce in agriculture in our country, in this country, is Latino the Latino community. And um, and then started also learning more about the different um, agencies and different needs and barriers and, and challenges. It was it was just uh, a whole a whole a whole perspective a whole new perspective of, of healthcare and and, comu- and community health. Yeah.
1: What were some of the what were some of those like unexpected needs, barriers, challenges that you were surprised to learn as you were getting started?
0: I think uh, I think it was just the access to care. I mean, I think that just the, the basic basic access to care. Where, where do an individual goals or what do they take if if they a child, if if that child that individual have a a, a simple ear infection or or short throat, or they say that that person is pregnant and needs some prenatal care. Um, you know, where did they go? I mean, and and, uh, and that was the challenge because there were they were not they were not many. We didn't have that many options. I mean, the only option was either come to the emergency room, and uh, and the the community health clinics were just initiating. They were they were present in the community, but again, they were. In the in the baby steps, and uh, particular here in Oregon, I think we have, I mean, it, it, we have uh, a long history of, of really uh, commitment in the community, and and I saw that here in Washington County, um, with that support of, of people coming together and and. Uh, um, and doing something for for the plight of the underserved and and the migrant and the migrant population. So, and then I again start reading more. Who else is doing this in our community? Then I learned, I mean that there is others in in other counties and and start comparing who's doing what and why this clinic is more successful successful than the other, and and just again start understanding what is what is this piece of healthcare that exist, but we don't we don't learn it in school. I mean, we just learn it once you are in the real world. I mean, you get a very, a very tiny tiny um, sliver of, of that of that need in healthcare uh, in your education and not until you come out and you just say wow. And I, and I think that's improving. Definitely I have to say that that is getting better. Um, in the, not just in nursing school, but in, all, in, he- in the healthcare industry and in different uh, uh, programs that they are. I think uh, there's, there's been a better effort right now to, to, uh, to teach students about the plight of the underserved or, or the um, um, underinsured and the minorities in, in our country. So it's improving.
1: So, as you got into the Salud program, then what was your what was the role you played early on as you were kind of becoming part of it
0: uh well <laughs> it was just to uh i think the first the first order of of um, of duty was to learn you know what what am i doing <laughs> Do I do this job? Uh, I mean, you bring your nursing knowledge, you bring your, you know, your clinical knowledge, but is uh, and that is extremely helpful, true. But then it's just, you know, who is who is my, who who are my clients? Who are my who are my who are my patients? And and what are what are their needs? And where do they live? And what do they do? And you know, and I mean, it was just like it was overwhelming because I accepted the job as a. I think it was a, as a good, as a challenge to myself um, as a, also to give back to the community, to use, as I said earlier, to use my culture, my language, and my knowledge of, of healthcare. care. Um, and so that's what I brought to the table. But uh, to be really honest, I really didn't know much about, about migrant and seasonal farm workers. I mean, just the little that I learned while I was exposed to community, to, to occupational health, but I was not expecting the, that 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 incredible learning curve, and it and it was a big learning curve. And um, you know, the good thing that that is that I you know I'm not a person that I mean I observe first before I I want to make sure that I observe and I have my facts in order before I start asking questions. And so there was a lot of uh, learning, a lot of. Um, um, Looking for information, a lot of uh, you know, seeing kind of the the lay of the land. Who is here? What is it that I need to do? How do I uh, strategize what I need to do uh, based on the on the uh, on the homework that was that that was assigned, Mm -hmm. and then start getting into the uh, into the process of okay, who is in the community? Who are the players in the community? And I start reaching out to those to those individuals and say, "Hey, here I am. Uh, can you teach me?" And um, and I start working with with different people um, and learning and um, you know seeing who are the champions and then asking a lot of questions of the workforce and uh, and of the people that that I was involved with. I mean, I was very fortunate to have two amazing. Uh, or, uh, yeah, two amazing individuals that were so, so um, involved and so committed to this work. And one is uh, Dr. Vince Reyes and, uh, and the other one is, is, is um, Terry Castile uh, from Bethel Heights. I mean, they they knew, both of them knew, you know, what, they have a vision. They had a vision for this program. and. Um, and so <laughs> I get a little bit tear about that, um, but that was the challenge, you know, just to, to see, to hear their their vision, their their um, their passion for, for for this work, because this program, I mean, this program was already in, it was already an exception, it was already going, but it needed it needed to move to a different to a different level, and so that was my challenge. That was the thing: is how do I how how do I bring this program to this to this new level? And, and so, um, you know, we had a lot of discussions, we had a lot of meetings, we had a lot of uh, ideas, and it's just to, to grasp those, those things and <laughs> run for it. And I didn't do it alone. I mean, we have Maria too, that, that she was a very key person as well uh, on, on, these, on this program um, and how to, how to put those monies to work and, uh, and also her knowledge of, of the of the industry of, of what she heard that the needs were, and just bring, bring all that information, you know, between the three of them, between Maria, between Dr. Reyes, and, and, and Terry Castile, it, it was just like, how do we bring this to uh, to this level? And so that was the homework and and just um, and get to know the industry. That was another another big piece. I mean how, how do you? go from you know from point a to point b and and um and talk to the champions that were so committed to to this work and with a lot of guidance and a lot of uh introductions you know and and going together as a team okay this is what we're doing and and looking for feedback of 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 the people and uh and taking that into you know very seriously use use uh Use my uh, my my nursing uh, my nursing uh, education, my uh, critical thinking skills, uh, things that I learned, you know, through through um, you know being in management and, and and things. How do you do a strategic planning? How do you uh, implement something? How do you evaluate it? So there were so many components to it. So it, it was. It's been a big learning curve, and we're still learning today. After 20 plus years, we're still learning today. There's always a challenge in front of us. Yeah.
1: So, what are the changes that you have implemented? What are what is the what are the progresses you've made in those 20 years? What is what is are proudest of? Okay.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, um, I, think want, I think the the one I think the most important project or the most important progress for me was to really get to know. Who who is the client? Who who is what's the lay of the land? And I think that was the biggest challenge because again, home home base for for our program is is it's is Washington County, but we know that there was a great needs outside this county. So just going out and and, uh, and learning, you know, who are who who lives in, who is in Yamhill County, who is in uh, Marion County, you know, and and who are the players, who are the community players in that area, and what are they doing for, for this, this population. And so just getting to know getting to know that, the lay of the land, was, was extremely important. Um, so I think for the first, I would say that for the first two years of this, that I was involved, was just that. And I think that was, that was a, once I got to see what is it that I needed to do, or at least I have a plan anyway, It it, it made it much, much easier. So I think that first step was extremely important, and I was very, very happy to at least to have a notion, okay, this is what I need to do. These are the people that I need to continue to be talking to. Or and I know that I can go to this person. This person can connect me to somebody else. Um, connecting, b- building relationships with with the federal five health centers, with the community health centers. That was that was a, a big a big accomplishment because it was not an easy process. I have to say it was not. It was challenging. Um, but I think they, you know, I think some clinics got, you know, a little bit sick and tired of seeing me and say, okay, come on, okay, <laughs> let me hear you, um, and then just have a plan with Maria too, you know, just strategize on the on the funds that we had, how we're going to how we're going to spend the, those those funds, um, what you know, the priorities and and all and all that. So it's in in that sense, I would say that was the first the first accomplishment accomplishment was that hiring. You know, hiring staff—that mm-hmm. was another <laughs> accomplishment because you cannot do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, something very simple, like um, having a vehicle to go from, you know, from all all, all these vineyards because distances is, is big. And and then um, the other thing that is probably the most important was building trust with with the population. You start getting to know the the workers and their families. Getting to know who who. Who do I need to go? Who, who do I need to really establish a really good relationship within 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 the population of my clients, of the of the patients, so that I know that once I have a trusting relationship with this individual, I know this individual is going to be a champion for me. And so, just developing those those relationships, um, that was uh, that was a very very important uh, to do. And. Um, and then, um, you know, just to start getting to know, again, as I say, the clinics, that was very important, because we know that we, we knew from the, er, from the inception of this program that we were not, we, we were not in a position to go and say, we're going to do the care for these individuals. We, we couldn't do that, um, and we still cannot do that. Uh, we're doing some things, but, but it's, it's, that piece is a whole different level of, of care. So. Um, so yes, and also getting to know the principals. You know, who, who, what do they need? What do they, what do they want to see this program going? What are, you know, what can I bring to them? What, what kind of product can I bring to them that they see of great value? And so working with them, you know, and offering them um, a, a, a proposal that okay, we can do. You know, I can do X, Y, and C. You know, is that is that good for you, or or? But in return, I would like to do <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that was it was just a mutual. I think it's been a mus- mutual understanding, and also to be to be held accountable for those things. And I think that's that's one of the things that um, for us that I can say very comfortably that. We have been very accountable for the things that that we have done with this program that we can demonstrate and we have demonstrated, you know okay, so we we receive these funds and this is what we deliver. And here are here are the numbers here 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 is the the information to prove to prove that and that we are very um, that we have strategized really well what are the things that we can do very realistic that, there is only, that we can do this and that we we can deliver it well. Um, The other um, accomplishment that I say that was extremely important for me personally, as a healthcare professional, and that was one of the things that I saw, that I saw early on, was um, a great disparity in oral health, you know, dental. It was, it was horrific, really, I mean, it was just like how can this happen, you know? How is it that a person has to come, that the only option for them is to come to the emergency room? I mean, I found that totally unacceptable. And so we were very fortunate that the the first person, one of the persons that was hired for this program, that he was that he was connected with uh, with agencies in the community that provided that particular care, the, the the dental care, and that we built on that. We built on those relationships. Um, and continue to grow that and that was the very first one of the first uh, solid and we continue to do preventative services is, is oral health. Um, and we started with the kids I mean I cannot tell you how many times I saw children of our workers with the, with you know their mouth in, in such a despair that that it was it was just heartbreaking and I and I think and I think the reason why it impacts me so much, the, the oral health, is because we know that, that when you have cavities, if you don't take care of those, I mean, it's so systemic. And, and I know that's a big technical word, but it's, but it's during an in, in, in inflammation and in, you're harboring bacteria constantly, constantly, constantly. So you're sick, you're sick. You're always sick. You don't, you don't feel good at all. So you need to take care of that right away. And um, and so we accomplished that and we continue to do that. The other thing that I'm very proud of this program that we that we established from early on was the prenatal, prenatal care for for our for the for the women. And that was that was very, very important. Again, basic, basic health care. Um, that how is you know just just to we had a lot of challenges in our state uh, early on about about that and so um, we made a commitment to to help with some of that expense for you know pre, the prenatal care for 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 women and uh, thank God that right now in our state we have a, a different program now so we don't have to worry so much about that mm-hmm. and I hope that it can continue. Um, and so, but that was a that was a really good thing that we that we uh, established is to, is to is to to cover the prenatal care for for these women. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I think that I'm very proud of was to also to establish a program where we assist with some of the stipend for health for healthcare. Oh, really? Um, that we are able to um, you know to help people with some of that is is uh, is is, uh, is a really it's a really win-win situation because it just it, it it helps the individual that they know that they that that they can go to. That they can go to a clinic, and and that if they don't have the means to pay, that we can assist with some, and so that's that's been very very helpful. But and the other thing that I'm really um, very proud of is our the relationships that we have built with with the community health centers throughout throughout the valley, where you know where we where we provide services, that we have established. Uh, you know, a good, a good relationship with those, with those federal qualified health centers, with community health centers, uh, with private providers that, you know, they listen to what, to what we offer, they listen to, to who we are, um, you know, that we provide them the information, we explain them who, who we are and what we do, and that they have been very open to work with us. And so, in that sense, we are really closing the gap for that access to health care. And I think the the other thing that I'm ext- very proud of this program is that from early on, even before we had the you know the healthcare reform and all of that, is that we made a we made a, we because it's not just me; it's a team effort. That, that we really uh, start working on the uh, that was the first premise of this program is how how do we deal with with the emergency room visits. Um, and so start tackling that, and start educating the individuals. You know, if you have, if you have um, a earache, or if you have a sore throat, or if you have, you know, these are, this is a community health center where you can, you can go, or this is this clinic in your community that you can make an appointment. And so start teaching and teaching and repeating and teaching and and and, um, and making and making that that that. Um, or educating individuals for how to access the mm-hmm. healthcare mm-hmm. system. And so when I first came into this program, emergency room visits were like the number one number one choice for access to care. As we continue to work on that, it, we began to see decrease, decrease, decrease because we saw the services of the of the community health centers, and that uh, we guided the person. No, this is where you go if you have if you have an issue. And so even before the Affordable Care Act and all of the things, you know, we d- diminished our emergency room visits to the to the single digits. It used to be the double digits and really high. And we and so we start down, 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 and it's still today down, down. So primary care is now the norm for 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 our clients. Um, you know dental access early intervention parents you know parents taking their children early on the parents taking care of themselves too and then those workers become our own champions and so they pass that information to others and so we build trust and relationships so in that sense you know that's been that's been a big
1: big, a lot accomplish. of accomplishments. <laughs> big accomplishment that's a lot we were talking off camera before we started i was mentioning the missing the mobile health the vans out and about i'm curious if that was something that you started or if that was something you had you you just continued because it's such a great program
0: yeah well they uh, the mobile the mobile clinic i think that was the first that was the initial i, I th- idea was well, let's go buy a unit and bring you know but then reality hits and and and, and actually you know when you go you know uh, it, it was good that we did not start the program with a mobile unit to begin from the get go. I think we needed to we needed to do all the home all the homework. We needed to, to establish what we established before getting into our own mobile unit. And I think that's been I think that was very smart and you know, even though we wanted to that was the first thing. Let's go get a mobile unit. And so, you know, again it's it just seen um Seeing who is in your community, you know, and uh, who who provides, because that's one I believe also one thing that I'm that I am a true believer is that you should not reinvent the wheel. You need to maximize what is out in your community, and so, uh, particularly in healthcare. I mean, we have so much. We have so many. We have so many social service agencies, and we have. The opportunity is great in in uh, in our community. So it's just going and understand, you know, who is in your community, and who can I tap, and who can I who can I collaborate, who can I partner with, and and make it a win win situation for for both of us. So I had the the um, the great fortune to to meet another agency that ha- that. Ha- that has a mobile mobile unit. And so we talk to them and say, hey, I know you do this, and so do you, are you open to go outside of the Metro And say, yeah, you know, for a cost, but that was that's okay. We were, we were ready to do that, we were willing to do that. So that was really good to get that experience with 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 that mobile unit and this other agency and see how they how they work and we created a, I mean a wonderful relationship and I'm very grateful for everything that they that they taught me and my team and that they give us and so that that brought us to to that level okay I think we are ready for for this and so the opportunity presented and we were extremely happy and and i think the beauty with this is that we already had the some that experience so we we knew what what worked and what didn't work so it was good to it was good to get that information and that knowledge and to get something that that we felt was Perfect for our needs, and so um, again, that's where the foundation comes into into place, and and the work that Maria and her team does in, in bringing those funds and and working together and establishing you know these the the parameters and the foundation for for what we needed, and that's how the the mobile unit started, and it's and it's been wonderful. I mean, it's just the flexibility, the the size of the unit is perfect for what we do. Um, you know i mean uh, it's its it's meeting our needs um and it's and it's been it's been it's been great it's been a really it's really been a uh, a great tool um' it's, um it's great to you know the workers feel very proud to see you know to see when we go in there i i believe they love to they love the 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 design on the on the unit and so it's um So yeah, it's it's meeting our needs uh, right now, and I and I'm sure, you know, we're talking about hey, maybe we should get a second unit, (laughs) and so we are, you know, it's and that's another thing that we could, you know, that we could look into in in the near future, and uh, and that uh, again, this having having our own unit uh, has uh, opened doors for other other opportunities and. uh, and so we just, ex- uh, you know, experimenting with those right now and implementing some new programs. And so it's, it's, uh, it's very rewarding in, in that sense. But I, I think the biggest, I think the, the thing that it has that makes this program works well is um, two. That is is the collaboration that we have with other with other agencies and other services because it's and it's comprehensive. That one of the things that I told the team when I was first hired in this program is. Is I you know like like a like a the clinician that I am is that you start something you have to you have to you have to you have to complete the circle you cannot just start do something and then okay not, no no if you if you go here you have to complete a full circle in particular particularly with these patients that we deal with um, you know we're dealing with a seasonal migrant population they have a lot of a lot of challenges in their hands these are individuals that are here providing an amazing service uh, for for us as a, as a as a region as a industry um, you know they're 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 Fibers in the in the fabric of our nation, uh, of our state, and uh, and so they provided an amazing service, and so we have to really treat them with great respect, with great dignity, and, um, and provide the services to where to where they are, and I think that's another thing that I truly, truly appreciate at uh, this program is that we have full access to those workers, that we have access to their workplace, that we go there, that we provide that preventative services where while they're at work. That we're able to teach them, you know, things about health care and, and that we provide health education to them and so we and that and that we and that they take that information to their home. And then the wife gave us a call, you know. So already we established that relationship, and so that trickled down. And so now we are not just dealing only with the worker. Which is another thing about this program. This program is not just about the vineyard worker. This this program is about families. And and that is something that is that is uh, to me is extremely extremely important. And that's one thing that I always say to everybody because people would like to consider the vineyard workers. And say, yeah, it's the vineyard workers, but we're dealing with families um, because we t- we are touching every every individual in, in that family. And so I that's that's what I think I value of of this program is that that we have that we have that access to to the workforce that we have that trusting relationship not just with the with the workforce but also with the principals uh, that they're committed to our to this mission and uh, and that's demonstrated by the by the years that this program has been in place and what is yet to come because we're we're just i mean the child now my child right now is 20 years old so <laughs> there's more to come yeah
1: I'm curious. As you were starting out and getting this going, uh, going into the community as a woman and a woman of color, if there were there any challenges you faced that you were either surprised by or that you had to deal with that were that, you were, that were unusual for you, or if it was or oh pretty well received?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the list is long. <laughs> the list is long. But you know what? I I um. I think I, those. I mean, the challenges have been has, have been many. I mean, I, I think people. Um, I mean, particularly in healthcare. I mean, it's just the the idea that that you know that that you need to know how to navigate the system is 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 crazy. It's insane. I mean, even if you are fully uh, versed on the healthcare system, it's complicated and. Um, and so it's just you know having having those challenges with the expectation is you know well now this worker you know he needs to speak the language well or he needs, or he or she needs to bring her own interpreter. Well, no, that's not what we do in healthcare. Um, and, and so that, and, and thank you for asking that because those challenges that I've encountered about access, about language, about you know the healthcare system, about you know being underinsured or not insured, or the expectation that you have to pay at front for to receive services. I mean, that has given me enough. That has given me the uh, the push to be involved in, in health policy in our state. And so that has um, allowed me to say, you know what, this this other challenge. And and as a minority woman or a minority nurse, I have to be at the table. And I need to provide my point of view to the powers to be and to the policy makers. And, and I'm going to be there at that table. And so that has, um, allow me, it has, it has provided me a medium to be there and to provide, you know, to learn from the community because I'm not the expert and I'm bringing the message of my community to that table because they're the ones who are telling, the telling me what they need and what their barriers are. I mean, I observe them, I know them, but I verify them with them. And then I bring that message to to the policy table, and so that has um, allowed me to do that, and just to and to be an advocate for patient rights, to be an advocate for for healthcare, basic healthcare access, uh, to be an advocate. You know, like I work work really hard with other agencies to bring the prenatal expansion to in Oregon, which I'm so glad that we have that. Um, to work in the healthcare advocacy for cover all kids, which is again is is, uh, is basic, is basic access to care. Um, to commit myself to be uh, to be a public servant, you know, being in commissions, being in committees, uh, uh, getting being involved. Not just say I do this, no, but just with with actions and and so. And I think that's part of my. I think that's just part of my making. Uh, grew up in that environment too of of being involved in your community and taking care of you know working with your community and taking care of the community and giving back to your community so i bring those traits to to the work i do yeah, yeah.
1: what's the if you can qualify it or quantify what is the impact that salute has had on the oregon wine industry as it's grown or as they've grown together yeah. I
0: guess. Yeah, we have grown together, that's for sure. Um, I think the impact has been um, has been high. I mean I I, I believe I believe that the again the industry is it has a has a healthier work, workforce. Um, I believe they have a workforce that they know who, who to go or where to who to call, if they if there is a healthcare needs for themselves or a family member. Um, I think we we have done a lot of prevention and intervention, and that I mean that's a lot of savings of, of funds. Um, also, that we're not reinventing the wheel, as I said earlier. That that the we are teaching the individuals where those services are in their in their area where they live, where they work. Um, you know, just just I believe it's just elevating elevating the the healthcare needs of the the health. Um, Elevating the, the health of the population. I think that's what we have done together. Um, and then the industry has really made a commitment and they've put in a um, they put in a product that is, is wonderful. A product that is doesn't just happen, doesn't just appear by magic. That is a product that needs a lot of hand labor and and they needs skillful labor. It's not something not anybody not you know you cannot just go and say, "Okay, I want. I'm going to go work in a vineyard." It's something that you have to learn and you have to master. And I see these these workers as such. You know, they are they are um, very good at what they do. Um, they do an excellent job, and they're helping to to create this this incredible product that is that is the wine. So I think, in that sense, the the value of the worker and what they and what they provide to this industry is is super high and 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 i believe that's that's a, the commitment that they're making to to continue with that and to and to uh, provide something to a workforce that is very seasonal and and that is uh, um, by that is very seasonal because that's that's the thing is it's migrant is seasonal and so by means of this program they are able to bring a service to them um, by getting involved and providing and providing funds for that go towards the program.
1: You mentioned uh, Terry Castillo earlier as an early, an early champion. Uh, I know there are lots of people in the industry on the owner, winemaker, wine owner side who are have been strong proponents and strong supporters of you over the years i'm curious um, as the industry has grown so fast in the last decade or 15 years um, with all of the new people coming into the industry what their reaction is when they learn about salute and if you've had any issues with like educating all of these new people about what you offer
0: yes the education is it's ongoing because we we've you know we see new the new the new players that coming into in in coming coming into the industry um, and that's what I have seen through the years you know okay now we see that now you know maybe we saw a worker or this vineyard we knew the owner for years and, years and then suddenly oh it's somebody else okay so now how do we connect with that individual and who is who is the principal and so that's and that's and that's very important to keep to keep up to date who who is who's new who's coming who's going and um, and so, yeah, no, the the industry in my in my years in this program has changed tremendously. Um, and, and it's changed, I believe, to the positive. I think it's it's, um, it's been uh, interesting to see the growth. I mean, I it's just amazing just to see the growth of the vineyards, <laughs> and to see what the you know what the industry is accomplishment um, accomplishing with uh, with the product, not just here in the area, but national, international. Um, and so the Carlos, um, okay, my thought. Ask me the question again. I'm sorry. I was I was going somewhere. And, Relationship
1: with all the new people in the industry and this growth and kind of educating new the new oh, yeah. owners yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah.
0: So so we do we we um one thing that I do quite often is send you know emails introduce myself um uh, on the team uh, you know figure out who is who's new if they know and we ask the questions what you know here we are. Do you have any questions of us? How can we help you? This is how we function. This is how we do it, and so and and continue to develop those those relationships. I think I've been very fortunate too that if, for example, if um, if somebody live if if there is um, a a vineyard manager and and it's happened more often than none when a vineyard manager moves on and many of them do call me and tell me, which is I appreciate that until and, and they tell me so and so is is going to be the new person. Nice. And and I and I appreciate that because that that allows for continuation of care. So just that just that alone, even if it's, you know, two or three people, that is of great value to me because they that that shows me that they care a great deal about their workers, that they don't want the the service to be interrupted. Yeah. Um, and so we see we see that. And then the other thing that I think is of, of an amazing value is that I seen the second generation of family members coming into into the industry and they and they care too how and they embrace and how they this new the new generation is how they're embracing uh, this program and and that to me is uh, it's of great value because we know that this program will continue to be very important in their in their business yeah is that.
1: <laughs> part of the, it's part of the yeah, part, part of the charm. Of the show, interviews. Okay,
0: An interview. So um, yeah, so yeah, so having the having the the second you know the second generation or the third generation, uh, the the, uh, the continuation or or when somebody s- sells the business and 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 see that. That the new owner or the new enterprise is hears about our program and they want to be involved. That is that is uh, of great value and, and much much appreciated as well. So um, so that is that is important. So I see, you know, I, I definitely, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I mean, the the industry has has a, has a buy-in in what we're doing and. Um, and again, because we have demonstrated, we have shown this is, you know, this is an investment that you're making, um, and this is an investment they continue to to give. It's not a one-time investment or a one moment investment. It's an ongoing investment. It's a program that is run year year round. Um, and so that's that makes a difference. I mean, the other thing too that I'm also talking about being grateful and, and changes and everything is, is my is my agency. I mean, uh, duality and the commitment that this hospital has towards towards this program, and and the support that we get uh, to run this program because I, c- I couldn't I could not have function couldn't function without that that structural support, you know, from. From the IT to the you know the human resources to I mean there's the list is is long and so you know I cannot function uh, with that because I have I have my support in here of if I need you know we're starting new programs if we're going to be ordering medications how how do we do that in a very in a very good way economic way. Uh, how do I do, you know, policies and procedures, you know, following the protocol that my facility gives me and, and asks me to follow. So all those rules and regulations, for that I'm extremely grateful because I couldn't function without that. Um, the the source of the money, I mean, how that that is, is coming into this program. I mean, the, f- the work that the foundation does uh, to, to assure that we have those funds year after year. Um, so there's all that, you know, infrastructure that we don't we don't talk too much about, but it's is the pillars. One of the pillars of this program is the is the infrastructure that we get the support. And even as our own agency is going through changes that that we have, that our, our new team of administrators have embraced what we do and so that is is, it's amazing and um you know and and again it's just what's it it will it will in my opinion it will only going to continue to to grow
1: yeah speaking of that where do you see salute going in the next say 10 or 20 years what do you what do you hope for what do you want to have happen
0: Somebody, we were talking about a fleet of vehicles. I mean, a fleet of fleet of mobile units. <laughs> so, um, well, I think what um, what I see with the program is, yeah, if we can uh, continue continue to grow, because we're not, you know, we are reaching a great portion of the population, but we still, I mean, we, I mean, the Oregon, the, the wine industry is isn't in isn't the whole entire state. I mean, we concentrate in the most. Um, in the thick of, of this, of the heart, I guess, which is Yamhill County, Marion County, Polk County. That's 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 where most of the vineyards are. But there's great needs everywhere. Southern Oregon, you know, Eastern Oregon. I mean, we have already done the homework. Uh, we that's ho- that's one homework that we did really really early was to map the state and to see where where are those, viticulture uh, areas, and you know, what are the needs. But we knew that we you know we cannot be everywhere um, but do a good job where we are and, and continue to expand and eventually you know um, use this this program which I am also talking about being proud of, is to use this program as a model for others to to replicate in other areas not just here in Oregon but outside Oregon and so so what I see with this and um, you know, moving forward is probably uh, expanding the service. I mean, we're starting that right now with, uh, with we have uh, a provider on board that is, we're doing a pilot project right now with that. And I'm hoping to expand that even more um, and continue to, you know, to straighten those relationships with the clinics. Because again, we know that we cannot do primary care at this point anyway, um, but maybe, maybe someday. But, you know, but bring more, Points of care, higher higher uh, points of care services to the patients because the reality is, for a lot of our workers, we are it. We are the only their only um, uh, care encounter, healthcare encounter. They they will not go to a clinic and uh, and I think, I think that's going to be something that I'm going to be monitoring very closely because, with the current and I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I should say this, but with the, with the current political um, uh, atmosphere that we are encountering in our country, that's becoming uh, really challenging for for our workers. They feel they don't feel secure. They don't feel safe. Um, they're very hesitant to go and receive healthcare services because of all the tensions that we are seeing and the and the uh, experiences that some have have encounter and um, and so that's that's something that we have to monitor very very closely and um, and my my role is to provide and the, that of my team is to bring healthcare services to, to this population regardless of, of their legal status that is that is not of a concern that is not that's not a reason for uh, at all so we just don't ask and <laughs> and our role is to provide healthcare services
1: sure. Sure. Switch gears a little bit and talk about your work with Linfield, because you're uh, on the board there. Uh, we'll start by talking about how you came to be on the board of trustees at, at Linfield.
0: <laughs> well, I, I came to Linfield via, via the nursing school. I uh, got in, b- involved early on, I mean, we were talking years back, <laughs> um, with Linfield because of... Um, uh, Linfield, the School of Nursing had a great desire to make improvements in their diversity and diversity in their in their student body mm-hmm. and so through my uh, link through the National Association of Hispanic Nurses and meeting and knowing some of the professors um, that's how I got involved and so I helped that the the college with some you know with some grants provided. I was part of their um, uh, equity and inclusion diversity committee that they started, and it's, and it's been um, yeah that's how I got my, my foot into the field by helping with the getting involved with the nursing school and and helping increase the diversity of the of the students. And I think we have accomplished, and the college is doing a really good job with that. Sure, and yeah.
1: So at some point, President Halley approached you to be on, on the board?
0: I, yes, and I think also with my link with, with the wine industry and, and what have you. And um, so it's, it's been, you know, one, one thing have link. linked. One, it's amazing how these fillers, you know, grow. And, <laughs> and, yeah, and knowing other people that I knew that were in the board of Linfield, uh, that I served with them in the other boards. And so I think it just kinda, it's just kind of, it's just interesting to see how Things do happen. <laughs> yeah, and it's been it's been wonderful. It's been a great privilege to be in the, in the board of to be a board of trustee of the college. It's
1: been really good. What's the uh, importance to you of, of being on that board? What why is why is it meaningful?
0: Oh gosh. Um, well, meaningful is because I mean, uh, the school of nursing. I mean, I I, I care a great deal uh, of for the school of nursing. I have uh, had many students uh, from Linfield doing rotation in my department. I see some of the students now as colleagues. Um, Their education that they receive is quite, quite good, very good. They're great clinicians, really good. Um, So I think that's been the really, really big link is with with the school of nursing um, to see you know the. How their diversity have have increased, and uh, and then overall the college, what the college offer as a as a education center, um, really incredible um, uh, critical thinking student uh, critical thinking skills for these students. Their art, their how they expand their brain. You know to think outside the box, to really to really explore and to and to bring their best that they have so I I value that I value the the, the effort that the school has made to uh, to uh, to expand to different services different different uh, different programs I mean a good example is the wine studies I mean right. one more example with that as uh, that's that's amazing what um, to see what's happening and how that have evolved you know started small and look what it is today um, you know, I mean, the, the college also got very interested in, in the adult continuing education and offering um, a, a language uh, a, uh, healthcare interpretation for healthcare professionals. I thought that was that was uh, that was really really good, um, and they concentrated in Spanish. I mean, they. The language language art department, I feel is is excellent, It's amazing, and um, and just to see the, uh, the the school embracing that is 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 uh, is very much appreciated because we have a great need for language language skills and you know people that are well prepared and professionals on on that and and I and they're they're doing that right now and I hope that is I hope that that program continues to grow. Um, and um, yeah, and just to see, to see uh, what Dr. Healy has accomplished. He's he's a very uh, incredible visionary, and we're starting a new a new uh, chapter in the mm-hmm. field with our the upcoming president. and And I think it's going to be amazing things coming up. Yep. Yeah.
1: You talked about the wine studies is one of the new kind of new things implemented at the school. I'm curious, you've seen. The wine community grow up. You've seen Salud grow up. You've seen Linfield grow with them. With them both, I'm curious about the relationship between Linfield and wine, and how you've seen it kind of come together, and where, where you hopefully see it going. Oh wow! <laughs>
0: well, I think again, as I, I see the the wine studies program, just like I see the nursing program, this is a workforce. Workforce diversity. I mean, you're bringing, you're, you are expand, you're expand. The college is expanding the workforce in Oregon, and um, and we have an, a great opportunity to to continue to build on that. And I believe the wine studies, um, the wine studies, what the college is doing right now is is really combining, you know, the science with the 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 science with the health literacy, um, not health literacy. No, let me say that again. The science with the um, with the arts and um, and also the the um, the marketing. So there's three things: so health, the science, the arts, and the marketing. And that is an incredible combination. Um, is um, to see where this, I mean, this industry, the Oregon industry, what I, what I see of the Oregon industry, I mean, it's just going to continue to to grow. And um, and it's just great that, you know, to see that the students are learning what is what is that process and that, that you can combine, that you can have, you know, maybe you can be a registered nurse, uh, you can be a music mayor, but at the same time, you can learn about this other thing, or that you are, you know, in the science, because wine, I mean, making wine is, is all science, right? Biology and chemistry and, and all of that. And so you are, you're expanding, you're expanding your, 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 your knowledge. Um, and you're bringing uh you're bringing a, a workforce and you're bringing marketplace to, to the state. and. Um, and it's just you know uh making a bottle of wine is 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 so many there's so many steps steps to it and um and and i think what the college is bringing is just is uh providing that the more that accolades of how to how to do a, a label how to do marketing how to how to um to create a a good a good a good, um, a good product. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it's workforce.
1: Sure. It
0: comes sure. down to that workforce.
1: Where do you hope to see Linfield accomplish or become in the next, say, ten or twenty years? What do you have hope for the future? <laughs> okay. I'm asking you lots of big well, questions yeah, here. Yeah, that's <laughs> a big, that's
0: a big question. Well, I th- I think I think the colleges just have uh, opportunities to expand to expand to to. Uh, to new new programs, you know. I mean, I think we not, do need to diversify on on new programs because, I mean, the 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 education is is changing. Um, is uh, we have opportunities to you know with these wine studies and with the science and all the campaigns going on. I mean, the college has a, a great opportunity to to bring in in, in new programs. Mm-hmm. And I think as um, as we hear, you know, the challenges with with. Uh, private small colleges is, is is the number of students and so uh, it's just to really expand that and bring students and bring and bring new 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 programs and uh, in in the in the health ally field, I think that's very important just to, to look into that see what's what other opportunities are available for the college um, and uh, and maybe uh, start thinking about a master's master's program and I think that's that will be the next I'll, I would love to see mm-hmm. the prog- the this, the college to to expand sure. on masters on on uh, on higher education yeah continue sure. that
1: so as you look back over your career and things you've accomplished, I'm curious what you see as uh your role in sort of creating opportunities for minorities in the workforce, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's creating new jobs or helping people gain the abilities to I'm sort of curious if you can kind of reflect back on your uh, your role as an opportunity creator. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, I think I think um, I mean I see the number of students that I have mentor in nursing school. Um, I I see the. Um, what I would like to see is is uh, more 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 um, minorities in in in, in nursing mm-hmm. in the healthcare field. Um, I, I what I will I, I want to see more representation of the community that we serve. I mean, I was only the only Latina in my nursing program, and and. Um, and that was, you know, just to see, and, and I don't want people just to be just the only one. You know, I mean, I think it's important to, to, to reflect the, the community that we serve. And um, so just that, just to continue to increase in the, 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 um, the minority representation in, in the, uh, at all levels, it's as students, as professors, you know, in the workforce, uh, for us to be a reflection of the community that, where we live.
1: That's all the questions that I have for okay. you. I hope those were enough big questions yeah, for boy, you. I, have big
0: questions. <laughs> uh, any, I hope I answered the questions you, properly. Wonderfully, thank you so much. Oh, were
1: you. there anything else you want to add at the end? Anything else I should have asked that I did not?
0: Ah. Uh, no. Mm,
1: no. No. Well, thank you again so no, much for your time you. and for all your service to the oh, industry absolutely. and to the school.
0: Absolutely, thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive Podcast. And a special thanks to all the Linfield Archive students who have contributed to these oral history interviews over the years.